If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly, say the people. It's not entirely clear, nor does it completely matter what the motives were for that question. Maybe they were a group doing what often groups do with Jesus and playing gotcha and trying to get him to say something unfortunate. Or maybe they were genuinely wanting to know how to, how to find the Messiah. Maybe they were anxious in some way as they sought the Messiah. Tell us plainly. Be clear. Tell us forthrightly. And Jesus essentially says, no, I won't do that. I've already told you everything you need to know. My, work, my works testify to who I am. You will not get the robe mat, the certitude, the doctrine, the definition, or anything that's going to take away your capacity to live fully and to be responsible for your own life. I am not going to take care of you in that way. It's a word he does over and over and over. Think about the rich young ruler who said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He's, and the, the guy keeps pushing him and eventually says, look, okay, sell all you have. And the guy goes away with a heavy, you want an answer? I'll give you an answer. But here, tell us plainly. And he says, no, what he does over and over is gives responsibility for life back to those who would seek it. He gives us our lives. He will not take care of us and allow us to remain dependent in that kind of way, that we will not be able to address our anxiety by knowing for sure what's going on at any given point. Tell us plainly, he says, and they say, and he says, no, I've already told you what you need to know for life. You need to be live like me. Need to live with integrity. It's not about imitating me. It's not about saying, oh my God, Jesus has a beard, so we must all have beards. Or at least if we're men, kind of. You know what I mean? Presumably. It's not about figuring out, like, do you remember the movie The Life of Brian, which, which is hard to pull theological uh, points from, but it's a spoof by, by Monty Python. But at one point, Brian, they're chasing Brian, and Brian drops a sandal and the group picks up the sandal, and it's the holy relic sandal, and then another group drops a gourd, and they pick up the gourd, and the gourd becomes the most important thing, and then the group, the sandal, and the group, the gourd start fighting each other over which relic is more important or more, you know. And it's unbelievable stuff, and Jesus says, no, it's not about that. It's about life. It's about when St. Paul says, work out your own salvation. It's about having our lives given to us in a way that we can live more fully and more freely and more courageously and more generously and more hopefully. And some of you know that I worked with a man, a rabbi called Edwin Friedman until his death. He, he, he did a certain kind of family systems theory and applied it to the church. And he at one point wrote an interview with God. And a reporter was given extraordinary access to God. And God's basically making this point over and over again. He says, he says he's frustrated because People seem to think that down there that, that I have some extraordinary plan towards which everything is inexorably headed. But God says it's just not so. In fact, one of the reasons that you can't ask questions about the future, he says to the reporter, is that I'm not always sure myself how things are going to turn out. God is saying I'm not going to take responsibility. Life is not about figuring out where the rails are and getting on the rails and then just chugging happily into salvation. Life is about responding to what comes. 
And what we're about and what Jesus is about is about in, uh, expanding our capacity to respond to the things that come to us in life, things joyful and things challenging. All of what we do in this parish, worth reflecting on on the day of our parish meeting, all of what we do at some level is about helping us grow in our capacity to respond to what comes to us in life, good or bad. And that means growing in faith. That means growing in our capacity to trust God. And trusting God is one of those things that when you've done it, you know you've done it. And it's really hard to describe to someone else until they do it. But trusting God means recognizing that the worst thing in life is not death. That the worst thing in life is breaking faith with the life that we're given. I've been thinking, as many of you have, about this capacity to respond as I think about the people in Boston and what it's like to wake up and for no reason, senseless idiocy, discover you have no legs. I don't know how I'd respond. I really don't. I watched a, a movie not too long ago, a French movie called Rust and Bone. It's a beautiful film, but one of the characters in a terrible accident loses her leg. And the first thing she does when she realizes that she's got no legs is she, she secretes a, a surgical knife and she's clearly going to harm herself. And then in time, she finds her, gets her life back. But how would, how would any of us respond to that terrible, terrible reality? And once again, someone thinks violence and bloodshed is somehow a solution to something. It makes no sense whatsoever. And we are a community that says we don't live that way. It's not about violence and guns and death. It's about life. It's about responding. It's about responding with some capacity to realize that the life we're given is real life. A number of years ago, I was with a couple, um, and the woman was dying. And in fact, died two days after this conversation. I didn't know she was dying that quickly, but she knew she was dying. And I said to this couple, I said, well, I mean, do you have any fun? Is there any fun in life? And they said, no, there's really no fun. This is not fun. But there's great joy. We have great joy. And I thought, aha, they get it. They get it. They're claiming life in the face. They've got a great capacity to respond. And that's what we do in this parish, is help one another. We do it through practicing the faith. We do it through gathering around the table. We do it through saying our prayers. We do it through practicing service and finding that we have to trust God and we grow in the reality that we are beloved. And that changes everything. As we reflect on our common life, however, we also need to be thinking about what life is coming at us as a community. And it's the same thing as us individually. And that is, we want a roadmap very often, and there isn't one. We're, we're aware of pundits all over the country saying, the church is dying. The Episcopal Church is shrinking. Now, we're somewhat insulated from that reality in this fabulous parish. But it's happening all over the, the country where churches can't afford expensive clergy, and investments and organs and buildings and the budgets are tightening up and there's institutional concern and panic. And it's happening all over and people are looking for, well, what's the program? What's the trick? 
What's the, the next thing that's going to sort it out? What's, I know it's social media, or it's change the music, or it's, and it's none of that. There is no roadmap. Tell us plainly, God, what, what you have in mind for the church. And Jesus says, I've told you everything you need. You need to be about life. You need to be about good news. You need to figure out your proclamation, and you need to invite people into it. So we're taking care of our spaces, and we're making them more inviting. The capital campaign is coming to an end tonight, and the work, in a sense, is beginning. And not only are we taking care of our spaces, we are taking care of the community by trying to invite others who are not yet here, who need to be forming friendships and habits of faith that allow them to respond to life when life gets difficult or when great joy comes in a way that understands grace and understands life and understands hope. So Jesus doesn't give us a clear answer. There's not a plan that we've got to figure out the mystery and then we'll be okay. There isn't a, a program or a technique that's going to save the church. It's about us. It's about community. It's about life. And that life, the source of that life, we call love. We are made by love for love. And that's good news. Tell us plainly, they say to Jesus. And he says, just look at me and do likewise. Let us respond to the gospel in silence and in prayer.